Welcome to the Brick Business Show, where we talk about Lego investing, Lego reselling, entrepreneurship, and how people all around the world are using the thing that they love, Lego, to create an income and build a business. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Shane here, and I'm excited to do more of podcasts of just me kind of talking about my experience with Lego investing, my journey so far, you know, what are some things I've learned along the way. It's obviously it's been a very fun journey for me and that's why I chose to start to make content about it. But, you know, when I make YouTube videos, a lot of the time I have to make them super entertaining and I like the podcast. Of course, I want you to be entertained listening to this, but I also want, you know, the podcast to be an area where I can just kind of share some more thoughts and different things that I'm kind of thinking through when it comes to Lego investing in my business. And just a little bit more informal, just a, a little bit more like a chit chat of uh, of some ideas that I've had. And, you know, I think this is the perfect place for me to just get a little bit more real uh, with you all about my journey with Lego investing and some of the things that I have learned, some of the things that I recommend for newcomers and different things like that. And that's what I'm going to do today. So this morning I kind of woke up and I was thinking about some comments uh, that I've seen on some of my recent videos and some of the hesitations that people have about Lego investing and about getting started with with Lego investing. And I started to realize that some of it was not really specifically about Lego investing. And some of the hesitations that people have is actually really kind of hesitations with doing any sort of business that is, you know, out of their comfort zone. Um, And I started to realize that you could take some of the complaints that people have about Lego investing and you could just drop them on any other business and they would still make sense, right? So people, you know, who say something like, um, you know, the economy might impact your Lego investments uh, or, you know, who say something like, you know, there's a space concern, right? I don't have enough space to, to start investing in Lego sets. These are all very valid reasons to not want to jump into Lego investing, of course, but underneath them all, I started to realize that I think, you know, some of the, the causes for those complaints or those misconceptions or those, you know, blockers that people have is I think there's a lot of um, of psychology behind it. And there's, there's a lot of reasons, uh, internal reasons um, why people don't want to get started that maybe, you know, if they were able to overcome the internal, uh, you know, beliefs, um, maybe they will be able to handle some of those some of those complaints. So, for example, um, with space, right? If if you are someone who is a go getter and you are super driven and you want to succeed with Lego investing, you can deal with the space challenges because it's the kind of thing that there are many different solutions for, right? It's it's not a problem that is out of your control. One of my favorite things about business in general is that you have so much control over the outcome. And that's what drew me to being an entrepreneur because as an employee, you know, and I still have a day job, so, you know, as an employee, I have a lot less control over the things that happen to me in my career. Uh, Of course, there's a lot in my control as well, and you can work harder than the people on your team, and you can, you know, put in more effort than your salary, and you can do the right networking and play the game right, and you should get promoted. But at the same time, 
it's also possible that the company will decide to lay off your team, right? And you would lose your job. And there's a lot of very, very smart people that I know, friends of mine, who've been laid off that I I just think that they should have never been laid off because they were A player employees. They were incredible people who I would love to have on my team and they got laid off. And the reason for that is because they didn't have control over that situation. And, you know, layoffs are a terrible thing. And uh, when those have to happen, the com- the company typically just does a big blanket, you know, just paint all these people with the same brush and just, you know, and eliminate these roles and it's terrible. But those people, no matter how good they are, they don't have the control over that situation. Whereas an employer, and in whereas uh, an entrepreneur, I think has a lot more control. And yes, there are very valid reasons why people don't want to start a business and don't want to take those steps. But at the same time, I think, you know, a lot of those reasons can actually be solved, uh, you know, and they can be dealt with. So for example, the space thing, right? There are many different solutions to that problem, many different. And I, I talk to a lot of very successful Lego investors and a lot of people who deal with it in different interesting creative ways, ranging from, you know, on their own property, um, finding some space. Of course, space is, you know, you have a finite amount of square foot in your property, right? Whether it's your apartment or your house or, you know, whatever it is, your garage, uh, you have a finite amount of space. But, you know, I started this business in an apartment in New York City. We had we had so little space in the apartment that the building decided to give us a storage unit um, a small, it was like five by five or something, really small storage unit in the basement of the building. But before they gave us that storage unit, I actually started in a little piece of a closet, above a closet, basically a tiny little kind of an area. And that's where I put my first Lego investments. And if I was afraid of space at the time, I never would have got started. But I started with that small little space and then you know, the building gave us this little storage cage in the basement and I started filling that up with Lego sets. And that was the beginning of our journey. And even that was a very small space, you know, that little storage cage because we had no space in the apartment. We were in a New York City apartment, notoriously small apartment. And that's where we started. And, you know, we kind of made it work. And of course, we wouldn't have been able to scale massively at that time. But from there, we then went to a storage unit, uh, 10 by 20 storage unit in the Bronx, New York, which was actually quite far from where we lived. We lived in, in Queens in, you know, Long Island City, New York City. And um, we, we would get on the subway and travel to the Bronx because the storage units there were much more affordable. And so we would go to the Bronx to run our business for, you know, probably about a year. And then we moved to a warehouse in New Jersey. And that's also when we moved to New Jersey. So it was a journey and there were stages to it. But that perspective that, you know, space is an impossible thing to solve. I really don't believe in that because I think there are creative ways you can get around it. And a lot of the people, you know, I I have a lot of friends who are very successful Lego investors who deal with it in different ways. For example, you know, I, I have a friend who uses his his family's houses to store his inventory so he has you know like a sister or a brother a family member i don't remember if it was a sister or a brother who had an attic that wasn't fully used 
So he started putting some boxes of inventory in his sister's attic. And then he had another fr- he had a friend who also had some storage space in his either basement or garage or something and he started using that as well. So he basically spread out his inventory into a couple of different places uh, from friends and family. Now some people would be against doing that because there's a little bit more work involved. You got to go to different locations to get your inventory when you're ready to sell it, different things like that. But, you know, that, you know, it's doable, right? It's doable. You could do it. It's no reason to not get started because you could do it, do that. And you could also, you know, have a really good inventory tracking system. So you know where everything is located. You have a spreadsheet where you know which inventory is at your parents' attic and which inventory is at your sister's basement or whatever. That's a way to do it. Now, that would be the last resort, of course. We would much rather have, you know, your starting Lego inventory located, you know, in your uh, free space, whether it's your attic or your basement or your garage. But if you have nothing, you don't have space, you could turn to friends and family. And if you don't have friends or family that will that have space that you could use, then you could pay for space. And I have a lot of other friends who are very, very successful at Lego investing who pay for storage units at, you know, very reasonable prices. And if you run your numbers right and you learn how to pick the right sets to invest in, then the, the monthly fees of a storage unit will be more than covered by the profit that you're going to make from your Lego investments. It is something I recommend people don't do until they know how to actually, you know, run their Lego investing business. So when you're first starting out, you know, I wouldn't see a storage unit as the very first thing you should do, but it is something that you can do, you know, as you start to scale. And if you could find enough storage space in the beginning to actually get started, just make your first couple of sets and then make it for your first couple of sales, grow it a little bit and enough to kind of know what you're doing and, and learn how to pick great Lego sets to invest in, how to sell online, then you could start to look at storage units as a way to, uh, to actually move forward because you would have more confidence in that decision. Well, the, the the problem that I'm seeing is that a lot of people who have these concerns, such as the space concern, but there also are other concerns like the economy or, you know, like the amount of money that you might need to get started, which I started very small with Lego investing as well. It is something that you can grow over time. Uh, but some of these hesitations I started to feel are maybe more internal and maybe more psychological. And maybe some of it comes down to, uh, you know, not believing that you can overcome these challenges. And I think with a little confidence in the system, if you look at enough proof, for example, and you have confidence in the system, then maybe you might be able to overcome these challenges a lot easier than you think that you can. And, you know, sometimes you might be telling yourself a little bit of an excuse to not get started with a business uh, because it's going to involve some space or it's going to involve some money or it's going to involve, you know, time. And some of these hesitations are potentially uh, because, you know, you might be nervous about getting started. You may not have support from people around you and that's holding you back. Um, You know, there might be some more kind of psychological uh, hesitations that are causing you to weigh a little too much on something like storage space. And I started to realize that. And, you know, really what it comes down to is confidence in the system. And, you know, it's hard to have that in the beginning. And I fully understand that because, you know, in the beginning with Lego investing, you don't have any sales yet. And so if you 
found Lego investing from watching YouTube and you stumbled across a, a Brickbox video on YouTube uh, where I'm walking through, you know, amazing return on investments on on a certain Lego theme and you're kind of realizing, well, like I can invest in Lego sets. This could be a, a side income. When you first start to realize that and you first start to get excited about it, you still have no sales. So you still, it's not a proven model yet for you, right? It's been proven by many other people, but you're going to either have to take their word for it or, you know, you'll, you'll kind of have a little bit of nerves for the first year because you don't have enough sales to really know that this thing is going to work. And so I fully understand that the confidence is something that has to build up over time. And it's something that is very, very difficult to have in the beginning with Lego investing because you just haven't tried and tested the model yet. What I would say that can help with this is to, you know, go look at some of the data on eBay and on Amazon. Because the benefit that we have as Lego investors is that we can just go back and actually look at what has happened to sets in the past. It's almost like, you know, there's, there are apps out there for stock trading where you can kind of invest in stocks but not use real money. You can use play money, essentially. It's like a game, but it's actually based on real data. So you could pretend to invest in stocks and then see if you would have picked good stocks. And you can actually see the, the history of, of the, the stock performance. You can see if that would have been a good investment. You can even go back a couple of years and say, if I invested in you know, Tesla stock back in 2016, then what would have happened? And you can actually see what you know the performance would have been like. With Lego investing, we can do the exact same thing. So what I would urge you to do, if you are not so confident about the, the business and you don't know if it's going to work, Pick some sets, pick some themes and sets today from today's um, range of sets that are retiring. And then go back in history and find some similar sets that are already retired. So for example, if you pick some Ninjago sets that are dragons, some Ninjago dragons, go back a couple of years and find some Ninjago dragons that retired two years ago. And you can do that by checking out Brickset.com and just looking at uh, retirement dates. You can see, you know, what are all the Ninjago dragons that retired a couple of years ago? When you have those Ninjago dragons, then go to eBay and search for them and filter for sold items only. And look at the prices. What are they selling for? Are they selling for great prices? Calculate the return on investment if you had bought them. What is the return on investment if you had bought them and if you had got them at full price or if you had got them at 20% off or 30% off? Because 20% off is actually a little more realistic anyway to what Lego investors would actually be paying. Uh, we, often we want better than 20% off, but that's a good baseline to use in your calculations. And check what your return on investment would have been. Now, I know that this is not as good as actually putting money in your pocket by selling stuff. Selling stuff is when you will get the real confidence in this model. And after you invest in a couple of sets and then, you know, a while later you sell them and you make a profit, your confidence will skyrocket and you will start to really overcome some of these challenges such as space. You'll start to figure out ways around it because you'll realize that it's worth it. But, you know, until you get to that point, the next best thing is to just look at history. Look at the prices, the price history of similar sets to the ones you might be picking. And this will show you what was possible and will show you what is still possible. And I think your confidence will grow. So it is, it is difficult 
to have that confidence in the beginning. But I do think that some of it is, it like some of the challenges that people are dealing with, it really just comes down to that confidence. And if you can increase your confidence by looking at some of the data and having faith in the system, you know, and reminding yourself why you're doing it, then I think that will really help with some of those other concerns. So I just wanted to come here and share that because it was just something I was thinking about this morning and I thought it was interesting. And hey, real quick, I just wanted to let you know also that we have some copies of the Winning Set Secrets book in stock right now. And that is my book about how to pick winning Lego investments. So that goes through all of the things that I've learned about how to pick the right sets to invest in. So, you know, if you want to build up that confidence in getting started with Lego investing as well, doing the right reading, you know, engaging with the right content is a great way to do it. And so I definitely recommend grabbing that book, Winning Set Secrets. Uh, You can head over to winningsetsecrets.com and uh, I don't think you're going to regret that. So make sure to grab a copy of Winning Set Secrets. And with that, thank you so much for listening to The Brick Business Show and I will see you in the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star rating. It really does help us to bring you amazing content. And if you want to learn more about building an income with Lego, check out BrickBucks.net or find us on YouTube at BrickBucks to learn about Lego investing.